Buckle up, it's time for That's How I Roll with Jeremiah Isley, a podcast about the games we play and the lives we live. That's How I Roll is presented by Theology of Games. Visit theologyofgames.com for the latest in tabletop gaming, news, reviews, and interviews. And now, here's Jeremiah. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 46 of That's How I Roll. I'm Jeremiah Isley, of course I am. I always am, I'm the host of this show, and I want to welcome you to episode 46, The Long Commute to Origins Game Fair. So yeah, Origins was just this past week, and I had a chance to go for three of the four Well, there's more than four days there, but really the exhibit hall and most of what happens happens over four days. So I was there for three out of those four days this year, and I had a blast. So spoiler alert, everything you're going to hear is actually pretty darn good about what happened at Origins in Columbus this last weekend. But I wanted to just give you a quick roadmap to this episode, so let's get to that. So today is a super special jumbo-sized long commute episode of the show. I'm going to go ahead and bring on two different guests. One will be Josh Sipos, who's a good friend of mine, who's been attending the con with me for quite some time. He and I have a good lengthy discussion about a great many things around uh, Origins. And I'm also going to be bringing on AJ Skifstad, who joined me on the Theology of Games podcast just a few weeks ago. And AJ is kind of coming on board to do a little bit of writing for us as well. So he's kind of a news correspondent type person here with Theology of Games. And he and I also are going to chat about, oh, quite a bit of different topics. There's just a ton to cover, so... I'm not going to spend too much time talking on my own because I've got a lot, a lot of stuff that we can cover here with this special edition episode of the show. So I think we've got Josh right here and let's go ahead. There is he. Oh, yeah. Oh, there he is. Okay, here we go. Welcome aboard, Josh. How you doing? Doing great. What's going on? Oh, just uh, recovering from quite the weekend. Right. And I, I feel like I avoided con crud. Well, I'm glad we're recording separately then because that would be gross to be with you. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want that. <laughs> you and I have been to Origins countless times. I Like literally, I can't remember how many times. It's been quite, quite a few <laughs> I think it's four or five to be exact. I can count. Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I aren't good with numbers. (laughs) So I just wanted to be, as we get started here talking about some, some origins and we'll get into more detail a little bit later on, but compared to those first three or four times that you've been, how did this year stack up? Was it better? Was it worse? Were there some things that were great? Were there some things that weren't so great? Give us your first kind of overall comparison of years in the past. I would say, honestly, this year compared to years in the past, this was the perfect year so far. This was the best year. 
I've always had fun in years past. The drive down to Columbus from where we're at, the you know the car ride with whoever we're with is always fun and funny and entertaining. <laughs> the drive back, reviewing all the games that we played is always great. Um, but I do really think that our decision to spend two full days down there yes. was, was the key to success. You know, in years past, I always felt... Yeah, when you go for one day... Yeah, it's, you're rushed. Yeah, it's like it's a shotgun, much. right? It, it was funny because on uh, on Thursday this year, I remember looking at my watch about midday, and I thought to myself, and I think I said to you guys, "Oh my gosh, it's like two o'clock. We haven't <laughs> even had anything to eat yet." And in in previous years, we would have done that, and and said to each other, "All right." Let's run to the food court and get something to eat. And we'll run back and I got to buy this and I got to buy that. And I want to go check this out again. And we'd run around like chickens with their heads cut off until five o'clock or six o'clock when the vendor hall closed and we'd leave. And we would always talk about, I really wish I would have been able to see this again. Right. I really wish I would have been able to see that again. And you know, and you know I wish I could have sat down at that table. I wish I could have. You know, yeah. So this year that happened, but then I, I, I thought to myself, and I think we, once again, we all talked about it. Yeah, let's go grab a bite to eat, take our time. We can come back. We're going to play more games after the vendor hall closes. And come tomorrow, we we can come back and do it all over again. And, and that just made me feel a lot better. I felt like I got to really think about the games that I wanted to play or wanted to buy. And it yeah. gave me a chance to play games that I probably never would have played before. Definitely. Um I agree too. You know, I've done, I've done multiple days in the past. Like you guys have met me the day before, the day after, whatever it might be, and not trying to do everything in one day is makes it so much better. And I think the cool thing about that too is like this was not just oh it's good because we spent two full days there, and then I actually went down for a third day again. Uh, but you it don't was have to brag. You don't have to brag. <laughs> It was just a solid year all around. There were lots of cool new titles. Yeah. I feel like the vendor area is just continuing to grow and it's spilling out oh, into yeah. the gaming hall more and more and more. Um, so it's been, Origins is definitely, it's always been a solid convention. It's always been a lot of fun, but it's definitely growing and there's there are more and more publishers there that you normally right. wouldn't see there. But they're having they're having a presence there now. Yeah, you know, I think for the first year, I actually appreciated that Hills Wholesale wasn't there, and some of those bigger <laughs> and some of those bigger, you know, just gaming right. stores Chimera or online stores. Yeah, yeah, I think in years past, I would have thought oh, this stinks. I really want to buy Star Trek, the customizable card game, you know, alternate reality. This year, though, I appreciated them not being there because. What it meant was there was more publishers there, small, right. medium-sized, yep. that had actual good, new, cool games to try out. And I really appreciate that year. I think I was looking for something different this year, too. So I, I think this year was great. And, and the growth of the publishers being there, you know, it was funny because some of the bigger publishers still had a presence, but maybe not what they have in the past. 
mm-hmm. but it opened it up to more interesting publishers and there was a better mix of it all you had your big publishers you had your small and medium-sized publishers you really got a taste for a bunch oh. of different style of games it was great yeah i felt like if you were looking for some <laughs> newer hits from some of the bigger publishers arcane wonders yellow uh, Tasty Menstrual was there, which is the, the only the second time they had a presence at Origins. You could find those. Uh, Catalyst always has their big booth right up front right. as well. Cool um, or not. Right. Cool or not. Mayfair. Right. WizKids has a ton of presence there. But yeah. if, so if you were looking for that, it was definitely there for you. But if you were looking for that indie publisher who is showing you a prototype of something they're kickstarting or about to kickstart, you could sit down and, and find all of those there, you know, yeah. from the super yeah. heavy simulation war games to the toy looking games. There was this cool game it was called Headhunters, where it was these toys that their their heads opened up and there was a, a hex, a set of hexagonal cards in there with these movement bases and stuff. Like, so it was just, it was really a good showing of the industry and i've also noticed too um i one of the things that i i noted was when you look at at the booths nowadays back three four five years ago there were a lot of kickstarter booths you know these small startup publishers and a lot of the games i mean let's just be honest a lot of them weren't that good truth and so you'd sit down and be like oh okay thanks thanks for showing me your game good luck and you walk away going man that's that's not a good game you know you'd like yeah but now just about every time you sit down at a at a booth whatever it might be whether it's a small indie or a bigger company there's a lot more really good games and i just i feel like that level has risen over the years yeah i think the uh i think kickstarter's done i think it's that whole community when it comes to board games is doing better of getting the bad games out and yeah. not just fun funding yeah. them you know so i think over the past few years you know we looked three four years ago and everything was making it through kickstarter and getting funded and while that's great for some of those you know, business and business owners and publishers, you know, it did kind of saturate the market with some, some not so great games. Right. And I think people are getting more, um, choosy and really doing more research on the games that they're backing. And I think, I think these publishers realize we have to do a better job to really yeah. get it through Kickstarter. There's so many games there now. And you have publishers like queen that, do their games on Kickstarter or gambling games that do great games on Kickstarter. And they kind of return to that model and you're going up against tough competition there. So you've got to make your game really good, which has been great for the con because there is a lot of Kickstarter stuff there. Right. And, and so the result for you and I and, and AJ going was the games there this year, you know, I didn't make it last year. You know, you can tell me if it was this way last year, but the games this year that were going through Kickstarter just seemed leaps and bounds beyond what it did two years ago when I was there. Yeah, I think it was a gradual progression. I think this year has been the best year that we've seen for indie publishing and gaming, uh, especially at Origins. So that's that's very hopeful. That's very uh, promising for the future of the hobby 
and the industry because it's kind of the survival of the fittest, you know, natural selection, if you will. People don't want to throw a lot of money at games just because they're on Kickstarter and, oh, it might actually be a good game. You're kind of expected to show up to a convention and show a really well game and then people are going to go for it. They're going to back you or you have a long history like some of the, you know, Queen and Gamelin and, and the companies that you mentioned who have a long history of just knocking it out of the park every single time. So it's not just a get rich quick kind of thing. It's not that <laughs> that's yeah, that's gone away. Yeah. yeah. It's not that flow chart that says design a game. Is it good? Put it on Kickstarter. It right. <laughs> that's what that's what it used to be. Now it's it's a little more there's better competition out there and I think the cream of the crop has kind of risen to the top, you know? Now that we've talked about the fact that the competition level, the the quality level has risen. What are what are some of the standouts that hit you? Maybe games that you were expecting, like you went to look for, or even some that you weren't expecting. You know, it's funny because I feel like all the games that I that would be standouts to me, I ended up buying, <laughs> so, which is a good thing, right? I would. So, what are some of my standout games from Origins this year? Um, I would say one, and I think it might have been the first game that really we kind of sat down and played, which was Element. Bit of an abstract strategy game. Yeah. Um, that that was just a great game for me. Um, I, I really just enjoyed the the movement of your your character, the movement of the different uh, chips on the board that had different meanings. So basically, there's there's four different elements. There's earth. There's wind. There's water, um, and there's fire. And as you place those chips around your opponent, it adjusts what how they're able to move. Um, and you can place those chits around your guy, which will allow him to escape. You're just trying to block your opponent in. And that, that was just a lot of fun because it wasn't it wasn't very complex as far as the components, but they were I felt like they were really good components. It had a great board, it had a great design. But yeah, once like- you once you started playing the game, it got it got interesting fast. It did. I, I really liked the element of it, the element of it that ah. <laughs> that you were only, you were sort of only playing against one person. Like you were trying to capture the right. person on your right, but the person on your left was also trying to capture you. So even though they were kind of doing stuff to you, there was no retaliation. Yeah, there wasn't this retaliatory reflex that we would normally have you still have to kind of go with your plan and your your strategy to get the guy that's on your right so I, we've, yeah we've all played different kinds of placement games you know movement games but the, you're right that element of you're going to the after the person next to you not everybody right it, it allowed, it, i like that it allowed me to focus um, yeah on that one individual versus trying to protect myself from everybody but it also challenged me not to you, you know me when i start when i feel like i'm starting to lose in a game what do i do i just try to <laughs> I, just, I just try to deal out bloody nose you just try to right. bloody everybody's nose and try to play <laughs> yeah, kingmaker that's right so you can't do that you yeah just, if you yeah. want to win you got to go after your person you can't worry about what the other person's doing to you so exactly i really like that game um, that was a lot of fun. It was a good start. So, no, King Domino, you know, 
kind of go from Element to King Domino. I really wanted to buy King Domino. They ran out of stock right when I went back to buy it, but different, not not an abstract strategy game, but um, you know, kind of tile placement, city building. That was a fantastic game too that I yeah. really, really, really it's kind a of- very, uh, It's a very cool game. Uh, yeah. One that needs to be in my collection soon as well. Did you, when you went back on Sunday, did you find it or? I did not. Um, by the time I even made it over there, they were sold out. out. So I don't know if they were selling them, kind of parsing them out day by day or if they truly were sold yeah. out on Friday. When you're up for spiel, it seems like every year we go if the game's up for that. Oh it's, yeah, it's it's, it's the hotness. Yeah. So, yep. But that was a great game too. I really wanted to pick that up just because um, you know, my you know, my girlfriend is kind of the opposite of the geek gamer. I love her to death, but she she's wonderful and is willing to try out games with me and we're always looking for a good two-player game and I think King Domino seems to play best with two players. At least from what I did, I could see it doing well with four. Yeah. Like, um, I really wanted to pick that up for the two of us because she likes Carcassonne a lot. Yeah. And so this would be, I felt like this would be a little bit lighter and faster play um, and be something that we could bring to the table a little bit easier than Carcassonne. But that was another great game. Great game. Let's shift for a second here from light games and strategy tile placement games we had the chance to sit down and play a, a pretty good looking prototype but still a prototype of heroes of land air and sea now this was one of my like most anticipated games of the con i did i had talked about this at some length in the preview episode the last episode right before the the convention but you and AJ and myself and then three other guys along with uh, Michael Coe kind of teaching and refing and uh, Nate from Gamelin we're all there. So there's eight of us at this table playing Heroes of Land, Air and Sea. It's a giant, massive scale, 4X miniatures, tower, con- like little constructs and dragons and flying things and all kinds of stuff so you actually ended up winning that night what 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 (laughs) wait a second Uh, let's 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 rewind can can you say that again uh, my headphones must not be working right you ended up winning that night yes i did yes i did i ended up kind of getting in a punching match oh yeah <laughs> yes you did because of uh the one of the guys at the table decided he wanted to try to break the game and try to like close it out soon because one of the end game conditions is that everybody starts with a capital city they start with a, a tower on a capital city space and if somebody loses it by way of it being exterminated that's one of the X's in 4X. You, uh, that's the, that triggers end game. Every, it goes one more complete round after that round is finished, and then whoever has the most points win. So I was kind of the victim of somebody busting down my gates quick. And uh, anyway, I, I started to go on the attack pretty soon. And then a few rounds later, I, I left myself pretty wide open. And, and that was that. But just 
what were your thoughts of of Heroes of Land, Air, and Sea? I had a blast. It was the best three hours of the whole convention, for sure. Yeah, it was great. So give us your, your rundown on it. Just what were your likes? Maybe some dislikes in there? I mean, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I Like I said, I got kind of hosed with the whole thing, but I still felt like I had fun and I had a, I had a shot. I, I, I made some tactical errors while adjusting to the situation that I think I wouldn't have made had it not been my first turn. Like I, I probably would have been able to do a couple things differently that would have maybe saved the game for me. Overall, I had a great time with it. I, I had a really, really good time playing the game. We, I don't get to play games like that much anymore. You know, life is just kind of busy. So first off, what I enjoyed was just being able to sit down, you know, for three hours and just duke it out with, you know, four or five other people at the table and just really experience a very immersive, you know, middle to heavyweight, great deep game, you know, this great miniatures game. I would say that was one of the, the big pluses is that it was... It was very immersive, lots of lore. You, everybody know, most everybody knows the the tiny epic kingdoms kind of realm. Yeah. Um, but the it's so, it, what was so great about it was, I didn't feel completely lost after we learned the game. No, there, there was there was enough going on that you felt, I, at least I felt like, okay, I've. Got, I've kind of got to be aware and know my stuff right now but it wasn't so much that it was overwhelming this just seemed really well balanced to me one of the one of my favorite things is exactly what you just said the thing that i love the most was once we learned it and we start playing it and everybody says this you know after your first turn you'll get it and how many times <laughs> does that happen and five turns later you're you thinking, still don't have what it what am i doing you know, how am I, I must be losing this game really well. But genuinely, after the first turn, after everybody took their first turn in this game, I, it was it was great. You know, it was just something that just really flowed very well. It all made sense. It all just worked really, really well together. So being able to build, you know, your area or your kingdom and kind of, I, I guess, draft, but I, I like to think about spawn. Right. Spawn, spawn more and more of your serfs and your warriors your and your heroes. And heroes. In my younger years, I used to play various different strategy games on my computer, and it kind of had a little bit of a that feel. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. On board, and it was great. You know, um, I always like building an army. You know, there's games that give you an army and you have to use it. Um, but I like building it better because I feel like I have more control over it. So being able to build my buildings, which gave me different abilities, you know, beefed up or buffed up my heroes or my serfs or my warriors was great. Being able to put my, you know, all those different units, being able to put my units out on the board as I saw fit, I always, I enjoyed. And when I, when I felt like it was the right time, um, which I think kind of led me to, you know, I'm not trying to be, you know, be this guy, but I felt like that what is what helped me win because that's how my mind works. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wasn't like dumped with something and figure it out. It, I got to create something. So I don't, I don't, I don't know that many people would sit down and think about the game like that. Um, I also liked, uh, were there dice in the game? No. <laughs> you know, I, I, I appreciate game, strategy games that have dice, but. You know, I, I really liked that this was a game that didn't have, like, 
all the battles weren't based off of dice rolls. Right. <laughs> it was based more off of almost like a stare down with your opponent yeah. and how much of your resources are you willing to put into defeating this, you know, winning this battle or, or how much are you willing to bet that they're not going to spend that much? There's no random luck involved. It's It was more pure strategy and trying to actually defeat your opponent than outroll them, which I thought was great. The randomness in the game comes from what the other players decide to do. I don't, I didn't know what you were thinking or Randall or Colin, Colin or Dylan, one of, that was one of their names, AJ or, <laughs> or any of the, I didn't know what any of the rest of you were thinking. So yeah. what's random for me is the decisions that are being made around me and I have to react to that, not react to, oh crap, oh, you this, rolled a six right, instead of a right. three. really hope you rolled a three. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it's funny that you mentioned the whole like first turn thing because I did, I think I I was like third or fourth to take my first turn of the game. And as soon as I was done with my turn, I looked at AJ, who was sitting right next to me. You were a couple seats away. I just looked at AJ yeah, and I go, I don't know. But I turned to AJ and I go, this is good. Like, I just, I could yeah. tell. I'm like, all right. Just that one turn was enough for me to go. Yep, this is going to be good. So, yeah. Uh, overall, though, great game. Really enjoyed great game. it. If if you're listening and you backed it, your money is well yeah. well spent. Um, when you're when you get it, carve out a few hours and have a great time. Yep. it was amazing. All yeah. right, I want to just uh, throw out one last question here, um, oh and we'll <laughs> we'll then we'll wrap up this this time, but. Um, so was there a game i mean obviously we all had kind of our lists going down of things that we wanted to check out things that we were looking for sure. uh but was there something that you had that you just kind of came across that totally took you by surprise and you were like oh my gosh this was amazing i need to check this out i need to take it home uh was there just something that caught you off guard and jumped out at you well, I'm going to answer your question in a little bit different way than you might expect. Oh, so, boy. Uh, here we go. Um, you know, I went to Origins this year with a completely different mindset um, than I have in years past. And it really just came down to the types of games that I was looking for. You know, very often I was looking for the fantasy game, the sci-fi game, the 4X game, the strategy game, the complex card game, whatever it might be, um, that would tailor to my fancy. So I really um, was looking for games this year that would speak to me, but also to my family. Um, uh -huh. It's something that I've been wanting to introduce my family to the hobby more. Um, so I've been looking for accessible games for them. Um, my girlfriend and her family, same thing. And so for me, the biggest surprise was once I got outside of the, I want the next great nerd game, you, you know? <laughs> right. Once I got outside of that, there was so many games there. Yeah. There were so many games there that I would have just walked past. Yeah. One that, two, two that come to mind um, would be Wordsy. Yeah. Um, Wordsy was great. That's by uh, Formal Fair Games. Yep. Uh, shout released. out! Shout out to Gil. Gil's a great shout guy. Uh, yeah, Gil was awesome. He he got my first sale. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he got my first buy this year, and they were super excited about that. But that was such a great word game that I could see my family playing. I could see um, my girlfriend and I playing or you know, her family. I showed it to her last night. She's super pumped to play it, and that's exactly what I was looking for. And in years past, I would have I would just walked right by that and been like, oh, it, it has cool kind of. I like the the design of it, but you know, whatever. It's not what I'm looking for. Yeah. I'm not gonna sit down and play that with my buddies. You know, we're gonna sit down and play something more more weighty. Um, so that was that was great. And then New York Slice was another game set collection game. Yeah. Um, that's by uh, Bezier games cutting um, up the also, pizza oh it was, it's great <laughs> it also came out this year i know that I, I don't know i don't want to speak for you or aj but i know that you guys weren't as wild about it as i was but i picked it up right away it, it's a great set collection game you're making a pizza you're splitting it up everybody at the table chooses a chunk to add to their set um i think that the packaging was great the components were great um real thick chunky cardboard it's going to stand the test of time uh, my girlfriend's niece was playing around with it all day yesterday when we were hanging out and it, it's fine. Um, and just the box being like a pizza box, the rules being like a menu, the, uh, the scorecard being like a check at a restaurant. It, it just, it really is an end to end experience. And we, we had the pleasure to play it three times with her family last night. And we were, by the end of our third game, we're arguing and her brother has like analysis paralysis and Joe, it's a 15 minute game. It's a 20 minute game. Come on. You know, and we're just, we're just having a great time and we're, and you know, it, it was just so much fun. So, so for me to answer, go back, you know, and answer your question, what really stood out to me, it's just, it was really just the wide breadth of games that I, that I really never opened my eyes up to, you know, I was always looking for the <laughs> here's of land, air and sea. Right. And I had that experience and it was great. And that's a fantastic game and people should buy it, you know, but games like Wordsy, New York slice element King Domino, like we talked about quicker plays, super easily accessible to people, great ways to get your family and friends who aren't into games at all. Um, playing some games and and that was the, my favorite thing was to walk away with five or six games that I thought my families are going to play this and they're going to like it. So I asked that question because I wanted to answer it. <laughs> All right, so Jeremiah, so when you were there, yeah, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna take on the host jacket. All right. Uh, is it a jacket? Is it a scepter? What what is it? Um, uh, it's a driver's seat. It's a right. ring. It's a pinky ring. It's a, it's a pinky ring. I don't wow. know. <laughs> um, You're gonna take the wheel. Pinky toe ring. Um, so what was the, what was your standout game? What was your surprise game that really just caught you off guard? So, uh, I walked by this booth probably a dozen times over the course of Thursday and Friday, and at the very almost the last booth that I stopped to talk to on Friday uh, was Wicked Clever Games and I kept seeing this game sitting there it's in this green tin and I mean first of all that kind of turns me off because I games and tins just don't work like the lid never stays on things get lost whatever but uh, this I kept seeing this game it's called Are You Mental and 
I have been getting more and more, I've always loved role-playing games, and my boys have started to really enjoy role-playing games. We play the Star Wars one with a friend of mine and his son, and it's this, Are You Mental is a, a crazy casual R- RPG, and the, the whole premise is is that the, the DM is actually the warden of a, uh, an insane asylum. And all the, all the players are, um, are patients there that are they're delusional, they're crazy, they're whatever. But their, their delusion is, is that they're all superheroes. <laughs> so you actually create the player sheets. Sound, that sounds like everybody at Origins. <laughs> right? <laughs> so you actually create your player by, you print out your, your player sheets and you cut up these squares and you answer questions like, what's your biggest fear? What's your favorite animal? What's an object that you think is great? Or all these different things. And then you mix them all up and everybody draws them and randomly fills them in as traits. Like your superpower is otters or your, you know, all these different, your nemesis is a bowling ball. And so you just fill in all these random crazy things because you're crazy. And while you're doing that, the warden is taking some of those answers out and creating the adventure right there on the spot. So it's not like, D&D or any other role-playing game out there where whoever is the GM or the DM has all this work ahead of time and they're creating campaigns and adventures and everything. They're actually doing it with your answers to these (laughs) questions and they put together this quest and you just have random dice, which are your life. You get six, I think it's five or six dice that you put on your sheet. And if you fail a test, um, if you fail a roll or a challenge, you lose one of your dice and those are your hit points. So the whole thing actually is, it just sounds really, really tight. It sounds like it's done really well. It's obviously going to test the creativity of whoever's playing the warden and running it, but it sounds hilarious and fun. And it just came out of nowhere. I had no idea that this game existed and I just, I thought, now I'm just going to sit, I'm just going to stop and, and talk to this guy and get his spiel and, and see, how, see what, what this is. And I was just cracking up at the way he was explaining how the game plays. And when you say it's an RPG that doesn't take a lot of prep work, you've already got my ear. So um, I got a copy of that and... I, I was explaining it to my boys and they can't wait to play it either. They're like, that sounds so fun. Yeah. It sounds, it sounds interesting. It sounds like a lot of fun. It does. I will get you and AJ to play role-playing games one way or, or another. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk. Yeah. We'll talk. We'll yeah. see. All right. I don't know. That's a whole new level. It is. It's a great level though. <laughs> uh, trust me. All right. Well, I'm going to wrap this up thanks josh for joining me yeah that was great all right well there you have it there's my chat with josh sipos and i think we've got oh here he is he's climbing aboard let's have a little chat with aj skiffstad all right well hey aj welcome to the show the 
spectacular giant-sized jumbo long commute rendition special edition. <laughs> I'm just making stuff up now. It was big. It's it's a big show, uh, but it was a big con, so I figured it's worth a big show, right? Yeah, definitely. All right, cool. So let's just jump right in and, and talk a little bit about what went down while we were at Origins. Uh, we've kind of set this up already, but I'll reset it for everyone. We went down for two days, you and I and Seaposts, who was on the show just a little bit ago. And uh, first time for you and Seapost being there more than one day, right? Yeah, this was the first time going down for more than one. Who knows? Maybe next year we'll do even more. What's crazy is even even three years ago, Theology of Games had their own table in the gaming hall, and that right. was a, and where with like a hundred other tables that no one even was visiting because it was just such a big place. Yeah. And now they're moving stuff from the exhibit hall over into the gaming hall, and the overflow uh, pretty soon is going to be too much, maybe even for the convention center to handle. Who knows? Yeah, it is definitely growing. <laughs> I remember that we had it was just a a six foot or eight foot table with like a green plastic table covering on it and I I remember getting the email going oh I can have like a space that I could just bring people to and we can demo games and whatever which was very cool it was very nice but definitely not that kind of room anymore no no Uh, not even close I mean you're seeing you're seeing the big time vendors in there now uh Cool yeah, Mini or Not. Cool Mini or Mayday. Not was in there. Mayday. Uh, WizKids always has a big uh, area in there for Aries their tournaments. Aries was over there, and, sure. Yeah, yeah. so uh, it's it's growing. It's spilling out of one exhibit hall into another, and that's, that's all good stuff. That's all very good stuff. So speaking of, uh, we were talking about having a space to demo games. We did a lot more demoing inside the exhibit hall uh, this year instead of kind of outside in the gaming hall and whatnot. Uh, what were some of the games that we demoed that really just kind of jumped out at you? Okay, yeah, we demoed a lot of games, so there's like, (laughs) there's a lot that jumped out at me for good reasons and bad reasons. I'll talk about some of the good ones that I really liked. I really liked a game we played called Century Spice Road. I know you had talked about it in your, uh podcast leading up I to origins that yep century spice road great game it's your engine builder you're trying to gain points uh first one to 20 or six six uh victory point cards ends the game and it was dubbed the splendor killer which i i'm not there i don't believe it <laughs> um i thought it was a great game but like splendor um, not a lot of player interaction, but it moves super quick. Yeah. And so if you've got people who aren't AP prone and you like that kind of engine building game, bingo, you've got it. Yeah, I felt it was it was really well designed. There was not a lot of fat to trim on it. Like there wasn't like, oh, I have to do this and do this, but it doesn't really mean anything. Like everything you did meant something. And it was a unique spin on engine building, whereas the engine was kind of in your hand as you drew these cards and you gained these cards. So it wasn't like, oh, I just put things on the table and then I point to them and I get them on my turn. I have to play these cards at the right time and then I also have to gather them back up at the right time in order to do that again. You're right, there's not much interaction at all. It's more of how can I manipulate the cards that are coming out so I can get what I need and then play them at the right way better than everybody else. 
and um, it's a fun game, it's a fine game, and that's one of the few games I think we actually played to completion. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And, I, you know, I was a little um, sticker shocked with it, though. I thought the MSRP was a little bit high, but I yep. get that it was... Uh, con pricing. They were they were bundling it with their game mat, which was only available at the uh, at the con. But you know what? Look for this one down the road. I think three months. Give it three months. You're going to see it at a price more in your uh, yeah. wheelhouse. And you right, know what? Right price changes for everybody. So yep. for me, it was a little high. Yeah, yeah. And somebody would be like, "Oh, that's a steal. I'm going to buy it." And I, obviously, a lot of people did because they sold out. I think it was the second day. It was all gone. Yeah. But how about um, Spoils of War? Did you guys talk about that one? One of the cool things about you mentioning Spoils of War, some of the games, I feel like you get a better experience if you have somebody demoing the game who really knows it and who isn't there like out of some rote duty that they have to do. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We... uh, we had a couple experiences with some really great demo, uh, some booth people that demoed the games super well. And why don't we go ahead and let's, let's just take a moment and uh, and recognize them. I actually wrote them down because I remember going, this person is making my, my convention experience <laughs> better because they're engaged, they're having fun, they're they're not just telling me how tired they are like i get it everybody's tired we were tired like it's a long day it's a long haul absolutely there's there's quite a few that uh really did a nice job demoing games yeah so um some of the names that we'll drop here are uh phoebe who was working the bezier booth and she taught us a slice of new york which was one of those games I think Josh mentioned it was one of those unexpected games, like he wasn't expecting to buy a game like that. But he ended up doing that because it was a great time, Phoebe was funny, like we were just, we were cutting on each other and making fun of her and she was making fun back. And it was just, it was a fun experience, like um, I just had a really good time, she was, she was kind of in and out checking on other tables, but she was always there to answer questions. And it was just an enjoyable experience because she was there doing that. So she had an English accent too. So that was yeah. It was like England or <laughs> New Zealand. Something cool. It was cool. She sounded cool. It was it was fun. We um, silly Americans, so entertained. <laughs> We're still amused by your accents. Tony, is he another yeah, one? Yeah, Tony. So you mentioned Spoils of War, which kind of launched me into this segment here. Tony was uh, he's actually the contact guy for Arcane Wonders for media folk like myself and I'm going to butcher his name but it's Tony Gulati does that look like a Gulati G-U-L-L-O-T-T-I I'm going to give you a thumbs up on All right. that one yeah. so we're gonna, I'm just going to score that one <laughs> Tony Gulati who sat down and taught us spoils of war and but Tony was great again we kind of we kind of got to him early so he was still pretty energetic and having fun and everything, but yeah, that was that was a good time. Yeah, you know what was awesome about him? I, you could tell that he had some PR stuff to do, and he was for a moment he thought he was almost trying to pull in somebody else, and then he sat down with us and just full on engaged. Yeah, and that was what was awesome because you could tell that there was other business that he needed to attend to. Yep. But I, I think all of a sudden it was like you know what. 
right now these guys need my attention and I'm going to give it. And it yeah, was awesome. And I really appreciated that. You know, if somebody gives you the time of day, like that goes just a really, really long way. So, and then the last name that I had written down, and there were some others like Trisha from Indie Boards and Cards who played Delve with me and my sons and uh, a few other folks, Bill from Calliope who demoed a couple games with me and the boys. Uh, they did a great job too, it was really nice. I, I got to them on Sunday, so they were pretty well grizzled by the time I got to them. But I did write down uh, Billy from Yellow Games who demoed Arena for the Gods with us. Just again, a, a nice energetic experience and I always ask people, hey, how's, how's it going for you? How's the show going for you? And a lot of them will say, oh, it's busy, it's great. But uh, if they follow up, oh, it's busy with, oh, I'm so tired, I'm not feeling well, I'm this or that. Like, that's kind of like a downer. Like, I'm here to have fun, this is fun, I get it, everybody's tired. But um, Billy, Billy did great, he was fun and energetic and goofing off with us so thumbs up to billy too definitely he gets double thumbs up i'm just going to share this real quick yeah. double thumbs up i think billy uh is the guy who found my cell phone <laughs> at Oregon. <laughs> i'll just make this story brief it was it's crazy yeah yeah first, no, that was a good story though first game we played uh saturday morning or, or friday morning arena for the gods sit down leave my cell phone there i'm not kidding we were it was probably an hour and a half later maybe 10 to 12 demos later we are literally on the other side of the exhibit hall yeah like yellow's booth if you've ever been there it's in like the front like if you walk in the doors to the exhibit hall it is to the front and left the very front leftmost corner of the exhibit hall we found you discovered that you'd lost your phone back by the Origins Awards booth. The voting area. Which is the back right of the hall. And we had been up and down countless aisles in between those two those two stops. Definitely. I, I ended up backtracking every game that we had played and demoed all the way back to Arena for the Gods, which was the first one. And I, I'm giving you a shout out, Billy. I think it was you who found my phone. Sure enough, there it was. And uh, it was intact. So, And I was calling it as you discovered it there. <laughs> yeah, so fun stuff happens at, at conventions. Stuff you don't expect. But that's a, that's a happy ending story, yeah. right? Uh, we can't forget my good friend Paul from Split Second Games, who sat down and played uh, Zero Hour with us and did an awesome job he he kind of condensed the game into a a quicker you know 15 minute or so game just had a blast he's a great guy i've met him a handful of times at at origins in the past and we've connected over email and facebook and things like that so great guy always good to catch up with him and he I, you could just tell he loved the game so much storyteller all the way yeah he just wanted to play the game with us and share it with us and he was having a blast we were having a blast it was really really good he was all into character like he had the lab coat on and the wig again just that makes the experience so much better so I know, I know that there's a lot of people that volunteer because they get their badges and they, they can get a hotel room and that kind of thing for free if they go and do these things. I get that, but I, I'm telling you, if you're doing that, 
just put a little bit of effort into it. It makes the experience for the people who sit down at the table to play a game so much better. So, so much better. So thank you, Paul. Uh, we had a great time playing that with you. And I'm looking forward to playing Paradox, which he handed me as well, which is their second release as uh, Zero Hour will be hitting Kickstarter later this year. <laughs> All right. So shout out to those folks who made our convention that much better. We, I, I, com- I completely appreciate that. I know that it's a grind to really put a lot of energy out but we had fun and our convention was better because of those folks so definitely big thumbs up to you folks I guess walking away from Origins what are some of the games that you would say are must haves things that we saw there that you had to get to your collection maybe you did walk away with them or maybe you wish you had walked away with them well, everybody's style is a little bit different, so so the response is going to be based upon what the game actually is, and one of them is actually up for Spiel des Jahres, and it is King Domino by Blue Orange. King and Domino! King Domino! And uh, creator and designer Bruno Cathalia, and um, really excited about that game. I walked over there. Is, is he the guy that does Uptown Funk? <laughs> no. Totally not. Oh, different Bruno. No, no, definitely okay. totally Bruno. Uh, he, he creates some really good games, though. Off the top of my head, I think he does uh, Citadels. I think he did Five Tribes. He, I mean, the list goes on, uh, but it's hard to get them all straight. But King Domino, great family game. You, uh, It's very simple. You're collecting dominoes, putting them in your kingdom. They all have different terrain types. And on those terrain types, there's crowns. The more crowns you have on certain terrain types that are connected, the more you can multiply those and it probably doesn't make much sense hearing it here but it was a fantastic lightweight game and I looked at it and I thought I can take this home to Rachel and Rachel's gonna look at it she's gonna think it's beautiful she's gonna love the simplicity of it it's gonna be a game that hits the table time and time again until well who knows it's a great game so that was a takeaway for a family game yeah uh, I actually had a copy of that sort of waiting for me when I got back because I had been emailing with Blue Orange ahead of time and then you and I just played that a couple nights ago and it's it's so fun it's such an easy game to learn it'll never be the same it'll always be difficult it'll always have a certain amount of strategy and thought and decision making in it it, it really really well well designed game and just very very enjoyable yeah, definitely. Uh, some other takeaways. I, I really li- I liked a game, and it's it's out now. Uh, you can get it. You can pick it up anywhere. But um, Lorenzo by Cool Mini or Not. Uh, it looks on the surface, it looks like this classic standard Euro type worker placement game. I think there's a lot more to it than meets the eye. You've got some dice rolling that determines where your workers can go, but everybody's worker is 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 um, determined by those dice that are rolled. And so that was a little bit of a heavier game. You're doing some card collection there. You've got to manage um, a couple different tracks, a military track, a faith track and all sorts of stuff. So if you're thinking you like point salad, you like Euro, and you like worker placement, this game does it. I thought it looked, it had that classic Euro look to it. It wasn't like over the top cartoony or anything like like an Ameritrash game or something, but it really felt, felt like what you wanted in a classic Euro. I liked it. Yeah, I remember you sitting down and I was over talking with a couple of guys from Cool Men You're Not, and I came over and you just go, 
this is going to be good. This is this is good. You should sit down and play. And there wasn't a spot for me to play, but um, <laughs> it, it looks like a lot of fun. I watched you play a round or two of it, and uh, definitely, definitely worth taking a look at that. There's a couple of them that really stood out to me and as sort of like a, a must-have, and I, I kind of talked about them already, and that, those were Arena for the Gods and uh, Spoils of War. Arena for the Gods is just fun gladiator smash them up brutal fun which not super heavy at all but just a good time and it doesn't overstay its welcome either like you knock out one person whoever has the most life left wins and the other is uh, spoils of war which I said you know liar's dice was just something super fun for me I've always enjoyed that game and this adds just it's another layer to liar's dice but it's not like oh it's so difficult so hard so those two were kind of must-haves for me and uh, there's just there's a lot of good stuff there this year but so it's hard for me to kind of just grab a couple that were like oh those are something you should really check out but those are something you should really check out. I think it's interesting. Some of the top games that have come out this this Origins kind of have this same kind of theme going where they'll take a, a, a base kind of gaming system and they'll add a, another element to it. And I know your feelings aren't the same as mine on Arena for the Gods. I felt kind of like it was King of Tokyo. I felt like they gave you the um, I felt like they gave you the monsters or the gods and then they gave you the power up cards already instead of having to purchase them yeah. and said go at it. Let's just just attack each other. Two different games. I get that, but I feel like they yeah. took a lot of nice elements, the dice rolling and re-rolling. And then we saw the same thing with Spoils of War. You take a game like Liar's Dice and add something to it. And then if you didn't get a chance to check out Ethnos by Cool Mini or Not, again, yeah. that was that was more of like a, a rummy style game, but they added some uh, factions or, or characters to it. And so I kind of saw this on-running theme with some of these games. Take a basic, simple game that you already got and add to it and, and turn it into something wonderful. For some of you, that might be a cop-out, but I think that's, that's uh, creativity. Let's talk about the Kickstarter games. This year, for whatever reason, I didn't actually sit down and play a whole lot of games that are currently in Kickstarter phase or about to be in Kickstarter or, you know, to go for funding. I, I have a couple titles that I'll, I'll mention real quick. I know you got to see probably more than I did. What are some of the titles that are yet to be but were being displayed there that you thought were worth uh, taking a look at? Well, unfortunately, I didn't get to take a look at this one, but I've seen it on Kickstarter and I saw it at Origins. I just didn't get to sit down and play it. It was Rise of Tribes, um, same makers of King's Abbey and and Aura and Aura, yeah, yeah. Breaking How, Games, Breaking Games, yep. yeah. I wanted to take a look at that. It looked super cool, had a beautiful uh, components, beautiful artwork, and so uh, it was enticing enough for me to take a look at it. It's it, the table was full every time. I was just gonna say I want to sit down and take a look at it too, but every time we walked by that booth, there were people sitting down playing the game. I had a couple that were super interesting to me. I actually posted a picture of one of them called Dragoon. Yeah, and that's back. Yeah, they, I think it's on the water now is what they said. It's on its way from China. <laughs> if you buy the gold edition, it's super sweet looking. Like the dragons are all sculpted out of metal and like the gold dragon is 
coated in 18 karat gold and the silver one is it's sterling silver it's this beautiful gorgeous game to look at and it, the game actually looked fun too your dragons going around destroying villages or making them worship you and give you things and so the gameplay actually looked good too but the eye candy was like whoa yeah definitely <laughs> Definitely. Originally, when that game came out, I think it was uh, 2015, the game was all packaged in, in a bag. Yeah. And, and the bag itself was the score, the score, the score mat yep. and the score tracker. And now what they've done is they've taken that gold edition, they boxed it. It's yep. Oh, it's got a foam insert. It was just so cool looking. Yeah, they they really tuned it up and made it something special. Yeah. We also took a look at, uh, by Elf Creek Games, was it called End of the Trail? Uh, or, uh, I'm going to get the name wrong. It was a tiling. It was a tile laying game. Uh, the tiles are all laid out, and you've got your little worker going around and revealing tiles based on a set of circumstances. Under those tiles is money. You can claim those tiles, and basically you use a poker hand to go back and forth with the other players and bid on those tiles. And it's going to be hitting Kickstarter real soon here. End of the trail. End of the trail. I think that's what I said. Yep, coming to Kickstarter fall of 2000. 2017. Yeah, it looked like it was going to be really cool. But what I noticed when I was standing there and I couldn't take my eye off it, I almost missed the game demo because I was so excited about one of their posters in the background. They had a poster that said Atlantis Rising. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. Yeah. For those of you who've been in uh, gaming long enough, you know that this game is dead. It's out of print and it's a great co-op game that um, just, I think it just faded off just a little bit too early and people have been itching to see it back in production and finally uh, it's, it's going to be coming back and it's going to be Elf Creek Games who is putting that back into production and um, they got a team of developers behind it already. Yeah, that's that's shocking, actually, but very cool. I didn't get a chance to look at End of the Trail. I remember I was looking at somebody else demoing something like right next to it. And every time I went back to go, I was like, oh, I got to go talk to so-and-so. Or I got to do this. And I just didn't get a chance to play it. But it did look intriguing. The components and the artwork looked just very inviting. They looked really cool. So I'll just I'll throw one last uh, Kickstarter or about to be Kickstarted title out there. And we're actually going to probably sit down and play this in just a few minutes. But it, it is Before the Earth Explodes. It's Green Couch Games. Uh, it's my buddy Jason Katarski who handed me this. He's like, hey, you want to see the prototype of my next game? I was like, yes, I do. And so he gave me this little pouch with a pack of cards and some like gym looking pieces in it and a, a rule book, which is pretty much every Green Couch game is some cards, some bits and a rule book. He's, it's a two player game. And I don't even know much more than that other than the name was just enough for me to go I want to play that. Let's check it out. So, <laughs> oh man, yeah, so it looks pretty cool. Green Couch Games. If you don't, if you haven't checked them out yet, check them out because every game they have so far in their collection is a different theme. You're not going to get pirates over and over again. You're not going to get spaceships over and over again. Everything they have is so unique on its own. So if you haven't checked out Fidelitas, Rocky Road, All Mode, you got to get in there and check them Jurassic out. Jurassic Attack. Yeah, yeah, you're totally right. And and they all come in about the same size of a box. There's usually cards, like cards will be used as the game board or the score tracker or whatever. And they're all they're all great in their own way. And they 
Uh, Jason's just done a great job of collecting games from designers that really hit that like 20 minute filler mark and um so I'm, I'm excited to see this one because he's just he's cranking them out he's he's doing green couch games full-time now and he's really started to hone his craft of publishing just wonderful little games really glad for him glad to see that things are taking off we've kind of talked about some titles that jumped out at us or whatever but what's like the one what was it what was the one standout title for you that says this is origins 2017 oh man putting me on the spot like that because i know it's not going to meet everybody where they're (laughs) at it's not going to meet everybody where they're at and that's okay um i i really loved king domino it was a small little game that uh it just met what i was looking for i played so many good games but if there was one takeaway for me uh it was that but you can you can't narrow it down to one i had so much fun playing the different games this year so it's truly a lie to just narrow it down to one but if i have to that's going to be it okay we'll take that one i guess (laughs) (laughs) um i don't know i'll say this one just because it's totally off the beaten path and i'm going to say it and people are going to be like what so it didn't make a splash i think it's probably even a year or so old i don't know that it was like hitting just now and I didn't even know how good it was going to be until we played it a couple days ago and that is hide hidden identity dice espionage which is this it's from Mayday games it's just this little game everybody has a player board and they have a player screen and you draw a die out of the bag and you select which icon the icon matches a mission that you can go on that's in the center of the table i'll do a review of it later but it was this little game that came out of nowhere like had you ever heard of this game before i picked it up at mayday no i mean the funny thing is is you you think of mayday games as accessories yet they come out with viceroy dead man's right? draw and all of a sudden hide yeah and it's like these are all games that are are uh they're still there and yeah, holding their yeah. weight. I mean, I know um, my buddy Alan Girding, he loves Dead Man's Draw. That's like one of his top five games. And it came from Mayday Games. Yeah, you nobody's think, heard of these things. Right. But they need to. They need to. So that's why we're here. You think, right, you think Mayday Games. Oh, I buy my card sleeves from them. And But there's so much more. So Hyde yeah. is, <laughs> I'll, I'll do a review probably the next episode. It's just this great little game. Lots of uh, so many like sideways stares and people trying to like blame other people for other things and guess what you're thinking and it just makes it a lot of fun. Um, so that was it really came out of nowhere. There's probably other games that I, I saw there that I would I would say, oh, that was that's a better game. But this was such a solid little game and I had such a good time it with it. AJ. Thanks so much for joining me again. Um, You joined us on the Theology of Games podcast. You can go over and check that one out. Last episode, I think, was episode 17. So uh, thanks for joining me. Thanks for covering the con with me as well. Glad to do it. And uh, we'll catch you next time. So there you have it. The giant, spectacular, long commute version of That's How I Roll following up on Origins. There are so many people I want to thank from Origins. Uh, All the Origins people, uh, Dominique, who was the press person, all the publishers that I I talked with, 
Smirk and Dagger, Arcane Wonders, Rather Dashing Games, Mayday Games, IDW Games, Devere Games, Gorilla Games, Grand Gamers Guild, Cubicle 7, Academy Games, Calliope Games, Passport Games, <laughs> the list goes on. Cool Mini or Not, Queen Games, uh, Bezier Games, North Star Games, Portal Games, Tams and Cosmos, just, uh, I, I've got a, a giant stack of business cards, folks that I talked to who were so kind and gave me time at the con just to uh, help me out and chat with chat about their games and share their games with me. I just, I had a great, great time. And I want to thank you guys, the listeners, for tuning in on this extra super duper long episode of the show. I want to tease something real quick too. I'm going to try, there's going to be a new segment showing up in the next episode. Please tune in for that. You're going to, I think you're really going to like it. I'm really, really excited about it. As always, be sure to rate, review, subscribe over on iTunes. Really appreciate it when you folks do that. Also, you can always find everything you need to know about this show and all the other things we do by visiting theologyofgames.com. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as well. And we just love it when you guys write in and tweet in. I do have to make a quick apology really quick to Delton and Ben. I, I wanted to meet up with you. Delton, I got your email. Things just got out of control. It, things went nuts. So I'm sorry I didn't get back to you guys. Hopefully you guys will be at Gen Con and we can meet up then. And, oh wait, did I say I was going to be at Gen Con? Oh, hey, how about that? <laughs> we'll talk about that next week. But for now, I'm Jeremiah Isley, and that's how I roll. Thanks for rolling with us today. That's How I Roll is produced by Jeremiah Isley and brought to you by Theology of Games. If you liked what you heard today, take a minute to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Thanks for tuning in and drive safe.